Welcome to It's a Disaster. I'm Dan Parsons. On each episode of It's a Disaster, we'll analyze the most bizarre public relations disasters that are making headlines and blowing up social media. We'll discuss what went right, what went wrong, and what I would have counseled to do differently. For the past two years, I've had more crisis PR clients than I've had in the past 20. Uh, I've spent three decades helping solve some of the most challenging and sometimes bizarre communications problems you could imagine. Most crisis communications clients tend to call me a day late. So I think having a podcast that talks about PR disasters is needed and hopefully we can help. So let me introduce my guest tonight, uh, Matt Wynn is the executive director of the Nebraska Journalism Trust, which launched the f and funds Flatwater Free Press, That's right. Nebraska's first independent nonprofit newsroom focused on investigations and feature stories. And Matt, if you allow me to embellish a little <laughs> bit, uh, you were the editor of investigation of the investigation desk at USA Today. You were awarded the Goldsmith Prize for investigative reporting. Is that like a, a, a trophy? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's the whole something thing. something you put on the mantle. Yeah, it's like the, the cup in hockey. It goes place to place. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've also spent time as a reporter for the Omaha World Herald and other newspapers around the country. Yeah. Matt, I couldn't think of anyone better qualified to talk about PR <laughs> crisis on the uh, premiere episode of It's a Disaster than I, Matt Wynn. I am so freaking flattered to be here, by the way. This is this is a great idea, and I'm so excited to see you take well, it. Well, uh, you're, you're very kind to take time out because I want you to talk about some of the great developments uh, that Flatwater Free Press yeah. has been doing uh, recently. Well, yeah. I mean, we're in this huge growth phase right now. We've been around for 16 months or something yeah. like that. Uh, we announced recently we acquired Silicon Prairie News, which actually dovetails with our topic today. I was thrilled to see that. Uh, we've got a couple hires coming. We are, it's just, it's a really good time to be Flatwater Free Press, new office, uh, all sorts of good things going on. So. Yeah, well, I'm so delighted. Well, here's our disaster of the day. And let me just introduce it by uh, talking about uh, a tweet that I happened to see uh, about a year ago. Uh, Monday, February 7th of 2022, at 2.44 p.m. in the afternoon, I noticed this on Twitter, and here's the tweet. Uh, Builder Trend, one of your employees just called a flight attendant on my Delta flight the N-word and is being kicked off for that and for not wearing a mask. Pro tip, if you're going to send a whole BDR team on a plane and they're going to be assholes, don't give them masks with your logo. <laughs> That's the tweet. We, they were live tweeting from the Delta plane at Omaha Epley Airfield. And here was my response. I retweeted, uh, again, this is February of 2022. I retweeted, it's 2022. 
Your hashtag crisis PR plan should include a section on anti-mask, vax, and racist remarks on airlines and other public places. Oh, and rethink that branded swag. <laughs> so um, what a terrible, terrible moment for this tech company in Omaha yeah. uh, to allow their employees to go into the airport. Uh, so anyway, uh, we've talked about this in the, in the pre, uh, before we got ready for the, for the show today, but talk a little bit about uh, the the story. I assume you remember it. Yeah, no, I remember. Very, first of all, I remember that day. I remember these tweets. I'm sure yours was one of the tweets that I took in that day. But it was just fast and furious. The comments, people who had never before heard of Builder Trend, which I think is a really important concept if you're running this, you know, company that's a crown jewel in some ways of Omaha startup scene. Uh, suddenly they're hearing about it. And it's in this context, their people were drunk, throwing around racial slurs, uh, stopping flights from taking off. I mean, what a Disaster. It wasn't to get too cute. Um, yeah, and what I think happened the, reading the stories back then, uh, it was the day of that flight. They were going to some retreat in Orlando, if memory serves. Yeah. The flight got canceled. They had another route they were going to take, and so they had been in the airport for a while. We've all been there, right? That's it. it happens. That's you have one do. drink. Yep. You have two drinks. Now your flight's canceled. We can see how this happens to a point. Uh, but they were on they were on the tarmac. They had been sitting there for a while on this now uh, rescheduled flight, a different airline, um, and they're out of control. And then they kind of go beyond the pale. Uh, and this 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 is what happens. This is how it took off. Here's the uh, so the Omaha World Herald did a, a really good story uh, on Tuesday. So that was Monday uh, when it happened on Tuesday. The Omaha World Herald uh, reported on Builder Trend, an Omaha-based company uh, that specializes in cloud-based construction project management software. Uh, and they responded on Twitter uh, that is looking into the incident. And here's what they said. Uh, Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We are doing our best to learn more. Plainly, we do not stand by any such behavior the company replied. Um, a spokesperson for Builder Trends said Tuesday morning that the company is, quote, taking this incident very seriously and apologized to the passengers who experienced a disruption as a result. Um, so so they did respond. Yeah. I'm curious that there's kind of two things there on that day of. It was really a, it was a social media shitstorm. That's what was happening, right? They did do the tweet response, and it, you just read it there. In that moment, if you were counseling these guys, is that what do you think of that move at that time? You know, to their credit, uh, they did respond. They didn't, you know, they didn't put out probably as a complete uh, statement because, again, they were trying to gather the facts. Sure. Um, so I'll give them credit that they did respond fairly quickly. Um, but boy, just reading this tweet. Uh, this Twitter feed from that day, I mean, you talk about a disaster. Yeah. And I mean, they were live tweeting. This person, uh, Ibby, whoever Ibby is, was live tweeting the incident as I see it. As we were talking earlier, I'm a little surprised there wasn't video. Exactly. This is, this is 2022. This is not the Stone Age. 
there's no video of this long drawn out drunken mess happening on a plane. Are you kidding? How did that happen? Small victory. Way to go builder trend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, some of the, some of the tweets that day, um, well, there was actually a reporter, uh, from KMTV. Hello, I'm a reporter with KMTV looking into this incident. I'd like to talk with you more about what you saw and heard. Feel, feel free to DM me. Um, I don't know that that person did that. And that's when Builder Trend then, to their credit, uh, thank you for bringing this to our attention. But uh, the tweets uh, that day and the next were just brutal. They were brutal and they were on. I remember I saw it in real time and then I still saw it top of my feed later that night. Right. I mean, this was this was happening. People were judging this company like it, it was ongoing. It was uh, brutal. And it lasted till the next, like you said, there was the World Herald response the next day, that story. Um, and that was still just the beginning. We had a couple days left of this thing to go. And it's, it's just brutal. You know, to be fair, uh, no one plans on yeah. your employees. Uh, we'll talk about this more about how you should plan. Uh, but nobody plans on this kind of a, of a PR disaster um, in your day-to-day -day activities. Yeah, I mean... And it's weird to kind of, we're talking about PR here and I realize that, but it's hard to differentiate the PR aspect of this from, are you kidding me? You've got employees who use that kind of language. You've got a drunken situation going on period. And then the employees choose to, what are you doing? You've got other problems by the time you arrive at this point. There's obviously some vetting problems. Well here, uh, so then on February 9, so this started on Monday, uh, the 7th. Uh, the, the World Herald story uh, lands on Tuesday the 8th. By February 9th, uh, Builder Trend CEO does put out a statement. Okay. Um, and let me just read part of it. Uh, Builder Trend has always been and will continue to be an inclusive and principled partner to our communities, customers, and people. Since learning Monday of reports involving our employees, we have been actively investigating the incident with internal and external parties to learn as much as possible so that we can take appropriate action. We take these accounts of unacceptable behavior extremely seriously. Yeah. Okay, A for effort. Uh, those are the right words to say. Based on actions that don't that do not align with Builder Trend's values and standards of conduct, one employee has been terminated. So two days I, later. Two days later, uh, they fired the one employee. We, we can assume that that employee is the one that used the racial Let's slur. Let's hope. Um, but, but that took two days to happen. We continue to investigate the incident and are working diligently to determine all uh, all the next re requisite next steps. Uh, they go on to say, we share the frustration, disgust, and concern that may express in the wake of this incident. Uh, it is our promise to continue being outstanding stewards of our community and our employees. We will learn from this experience and to continue to grow as a company, uh, said the CEO. So, um, you know, we don't know some of the internal workings. Sure, sure. Uh, obviously, HR is going to get involved. Obviously, the lawyers are going to get involved at that point. 
And so we don't, to be fair, we don't know what those internal workings are. But just from a public relations standpoint, um, I have some concerns of what went right, what went wrong, and just some of the details that, uh, you know, of, of this company. So let me just say, uh, here's what I think they did right. Uh, credit for responding fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and for being sensitive to the horrendous nature of this of their comments. Right, they owned it. They did, they owned it. Um, but here's what they did wrong, in my opinion. I'll go back to my tweet uh, that I retweeted that day that it happened. Uh, I, I retweeted and said, it's 2022. Your crisis PR plan should include a section on anti-mask and vax and racial and racist remarks on airlines and other public places. Oh, and rethink that branded swag. So, so Matt, I, I think for me, um, in that let's let's just remember this was just a year ago. Yeah. So we were we were still in the middle of a COVID crisis. What public entity didn't recognize? the very fragile nat nature of our culture at that point when it came to two things. The mask mandate, mm -hmm. uh, certainly Black Lives Matter was roaring in public awareness at that point. You have an employee who gets publicly drunk. You have an employee who is so racially insensitive, they're throwing, away, they're throwing around the most horrendous yeah. uh, racial epithet that could be imagined in a public place. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, you have your brand oh my God. on your apparel, on, on your, your mask. face mask. On which they were wearing. So, hey, maybe it's not a problem at all, right? <laughs> my goodness. How, to me, how could you be so um, naive, so irresponsible? You um, and again, we don't know what the internal workings are. Maybe they had seminar after seminar sure. with their employees who were going out in public. You would hope they would and as a result of this. I mean, this does speak, again, when you have so many norms that fall by the wayside to get to this point. They had to get drunk. And they had to be comfortable getting drunk enough to be rowdy in public. Yep. And then someone goes, I mean, would you say that word less drunk if you were in your uh, office setting? I don't know, but it sure raises the specter of that being a possibility. There are some serious problems that this raises, some serious questions about the company culture that it raises for me. I would also, I mean, I'm a journalist, skeptical guy, always going to have this angle. But when you said one employee got drunk, that is not, that's to their, maybe that's part of the PR win here. They fired one guy. Yep. Uh, but the stories were that there were dozens, 20 plus. I mean, there were some serious big numbers thrown about there. One person took the fall, and we don't even really know who it was. And we don't. I don't think it was ever reported. Um, and yeah, again, we don't know some of that backstory, but uh, it's safe to say that that was, from a public relations perspective, I don't think there was anything in our culture. There were two things, and, and I mentioned earlier that I've done more PR crisis yeah. moments in the past few years than I've done in you know many years prior. And some of that work that I've done had to do with, um, with COVID 
And it also had to do with Black Lives Matter because both of those were big issues in public. So as a responsible uh, organization, whether you're a government entity, you're a corporation, you're a nonprofit, uh, you have to know what's going on in the culture yeah. and be able to coach up your, your team. Yeah, I think that's, I, I'm also curious, you've mentioned that more in the past two years than the past 20. That is so shocking to me, but, but I think this is really indicative of why, right? That arguably, that Tuesday World Herald story doesn't come if there isn't first the tweet storm Correct. shit storm on Monday. Uh, was it the event itself, which was horrendous and awful, or was it the reaction, the the speed, you know, sled down a hill effect that that thing picked up that led to the coverage? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And for God's sake, whose idea was it to brand the masks? <laughs> I mean, let's 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 draw attention to the most sensitive cultural issue of our time of wearing divisive, masks. Immediately divisive. Um, again, I get it from a, the marketing team won that day, right? <laughs> <laughs> the marketing team. Yep. What's the most noticeable thing that all, and, and we'll encourage our employees to wear their masks because they're going to be positioning uh, our company in a positive manner. And I do, I, like we were saying earlier, I do understand, uh, well, we're putting our logo on stuff. Everybody needs a mask. Oh, cool. We'll get, but God, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of next level thought on that would have. So been that's useful. what they did right. I'll give them credit for responding fairly quickly and being sensitive okay. to the words and the language that was used. But what went wrong is they did not prepare well enough for a crisis like this, and they should have seen it coming. Yeah. So, yeah. well, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be back for the rest of the story. Dan Parsons is Nebraska's leading public relations expert, advising community leaders, business executives, and policymakers on the most important issues of our day. In today's turbulent and unpredictable times, businesses, government agencies, and nonprofits need every advantage they can get. Public relations is about cutting through the clutter establishing relationships that move your ideas into action. Parsons PR will connect you to the policymakers, journalists, and community leaders that matter, delivering results that speak to your core values and move your audience into action. A wise person once said, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some hire public relations experts. Well, welcome back to It's a Disaster. Um, and thank you, Matt Wynn, uh, for joining us. It's so Pleasure. good to have a journalist uh, help dissect some of these incredible public relations disasters. So, <laughs> so thanks. Thanks. So there is more to this story. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah, there really is. So who's the uh, Weather Channel guy that shows up uh, is it uh, uh, Jim Satori? Is that his I think name? That's his name. Yeah, sure. Uh, when he shows up in your community, you know you're in for a bad day <laughs> because uh, it's about to go sideways with weather. Well, the same could be said of a journalist, a longtime investigative journalist here in Nebraska by the name of Joe Jordan. Absolutely. Joe Jordan with Nebraska uh, News Channel Nebraska yeah. uh, wrote a story that dovetailed into this. 
Uh, and Joe wrote this story. So let's remember on Monday, the drunks get on the plane and start throwing around uh, racial epithets. Uh, on Tuesday, one of them gets fired. Or excuse me, on Tuesday, the World Herald reports on the story. Wednesday, somebody gets fired. On Thursday, oh, Joe Jordan shows up with this story from News Channel Nebraska. The headline is, Builder Trend Execs Apologize for Epley Incident While Bankrolling Lindstrom's Bid for Governor. Oh, my God. Top, the subhead is, Top management of an Omaha company, a company making headlines for disrupting a flight out of Epley Airfield, is heavily bankrolling one of the top four Republican campaigns for governor. Uh, this is an, a, a, an amazing story and o that only Joe could, could report on. According to state campaign, campaign records, State Senator Brent Lindstrom's bid for the governor's mansion has raised... $1.6 million, a respectable amount of Monday, with at least $1.2 million of the $1.6 million coming from three Builder Trend executives, oh one of three pumping in seven figures. Company co-founders have each shelled out $100,000. Fellow co-founder has poured in $1 million of the 1.6 million total of his war chest yeah 1.2 came from this one company man kudos to joe by the way he is a nebraska legend for a reason you love seeing this guy in a press conference that you're in because well he's got it we'll just sit here and exactly. ride his coattails of success exactly. you know um joe goes on to report um the hundred thousand dollar contributions are significant amounts, but not unheard of in Nebraska politics. You, you sometimes, again, sure, there's no sure. limits uh, for state offices, not like federal offices where there are limits. State offices have no limits. Now, we used to have one, but it was ruled unconstitutional some years back. Um, so $100,000 contribution, fairly rare, not unheard of. However, um, the $1 million from yeah. one person who's an exec in this company is a figure seldom seen on finance reports, except from wealthy individuals, individuals who have a lot of money, we've known those people, uh, maybe contribute that much, but not from a, a single donor. Yeah. So that set them apart on top of just days after this horrific news story. Now, so the timing, was that a new quarterly report or had Joe dug back into a previous report and said, hey, these guys that are currently in the news for this disaster, yeah. turns out they also done something notable in, that went unreported as previously. Far, as, as I remember it, Matt, um, this was the first it had been reported. God. Um, mm. News Channel Nebraska has tried to contact uh, both Lindstrom and his campaign to comment, but we've not heard back. Uh, a spokeswoman for Builder Trend did tell Nebraska uh, News Channel Nebraska that Builder Trend, quote, does not comment or endorse political parties. We are unable to speak on behalf of Mr. Lindstrom's <laughs> campaign or his relationships. Rough day for Builder Trend PR. My I mean, rough week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that, again, just they should have been prepared for that. When, they're, when their top execs are giving $1.2 million to a political campaign, 
in Nebraska. Yeah. That's almost never done. It's unheard of. Um, they should have been prepared for that. And frankly, I'm not going to comment on Senator Lindstrom's comment or no comment. That's not what our podcast is about today. <laughs> we may do, we may, we probably could do some political uh, crisis oh, yeah, management. We could, we could make this an hour if we want to. Uh, I mentioned one to you earlier that I was involved in, but that's another show. But <laughs> they should have been prepared uh, to answer that question. Yeah. It, it's interesting. The, you know, the, what's the deal? Uh, money is speech now and that sort of thing. But really, it makes yep. you consider if they had not given those donations, this terrible event in their short company history, relatively short company history, would have been capped at three days. This extended it. It this did. extended it. It did extend it. And it spilled over into the gubernatorial race. <laughs> did not help Senator Lindstrom uh, to reveal that, you know, 99% of his, or I don't, I'm, ter I'm terrible at math, but whatever. It's less than that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's less. less than that. Uh, you're good at math because uh, <laughs> you, you, you do math. But yeah, from 1.6 million that he had raised at that point, 1.2 had come from those three execs. Yeah. 75% is Thank what you. we're at. Thank you. 75%. Anytime. So I, um, anyway, so I, I find that uh, interesting. So how do they, how can you, Blunt this. What can they do? I mean, one thing that I know is interesting when, when you mentioned this was today's topic. First of all, I was thrilled because I love this. It's it's. We did the Silicon Prairie acquisition, and this has been the example that I've given everyone. Yeah, talk about that. Well, some big news. Uh, yeah, Flatwater Free Press made just recently. Sure, Silicon Prairie News. A uh, long time when I first moved back to Omaha, really, they were one of the three reasons I could look at their coverage and I could say, "Man, there's really cool stuff going back on in my hometown." Um, Rod Armstrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, just uh, so many people were involved in that. They were I respected what they were up to. They did Big Omaha. They did all these things. Amy yeah. Institute has stewarded that thing marvelously for the past couple of years. Uh, and they actually came to us and said, look, you guys are doing we're doing content. You're doing journalism. This should be journalism. Let's do that. And so it's been a whole months long process. And seriously, this example is the one that I keep trotting out is, look, the next time some Omaha startup, I don't care who they are wanders into some Mr. Magoo's their way into a situation like this, we're going to cover it unflinchingly. Yeah. That's part of the, it needs to be journalistic. That needs to be first and foremost. Well, and to be fair, um, or uh, to Parsons Public Relations, <laughs> we, uh, we, we're, we're in the startup community in Lincoln, Nebraska. We're, we're in it right now, at right? Fuse uh, co-working. And I've chosen my office space here because a, uh, I want to support uh, the growth of startups and the growth of business in, in not only Lincoln, but Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, and just the excitement around the startup community. There's nothing like it. And, yeah. and that's the reason, truly, that's the reason I'm so excited about Silicon Prairie News. That's the reason that we want to be part of this the same way that you're part of this by being here. Um, there's definite value to it. There's excitement. There's energy. But there's also a little bit of... We can't let it get to the point where these things happen. There yeah. needs to be somebody being the morality Some police, adults so to in speak. The room. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and that's never going to be fun, but that's part of what has to happen. Yeah. Um, but how much can you? How much damage control? If they had done this, as you would have counseled. Okay, we were looking back at the coverage back then, and still to this day, if you Google Builder Trend Omaha, it still pops up. It's still there. Yeah. It's the number one or two hit. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. 
It is. <laughs> do you, could you have, do you think there would have been a different outcome if you had been involved, if, if, if they had done some things differently? Well, again, without knowing some of the sure. front end things that they, from an HR perspective, that they may have coached during this potentially crisis atmosphere of, of uh, again, Black Lives Matter and uh, the COVID response, we don't know what they did. Whatever they did, it wasn't that effective, <laughs> at least not for every employee. But here's, here's the three things that I coach our clients to think about when it comes to PR crisis. Um, first of all, you need to identify your crisis communications team, uh, your HR department, your legal department, your mm -hmm. marketing department, um, and of course your executive team. Be able to sit down with that team to say, okay, when we have a crisis, not if, when we have a crisis, here's who's gonna be on the team. So that's number one. Number two, of that team, who are your spokespeople? Hmm. Um, and again, they, I give them credit. Uh, their CEO came out uh, along with their spokesperson. And, um, you know, they did some things right. Um, but what they probably did not do right that we always coach is you have to anticipate these crises. And again, in, the, in that culture uh, that was predominant across the landscape, whether you were in government, nonprofit, or for-profit business, you had to anticipate uh, especially when you're sending your employees out in a public mode. A ton of your employees. Yeah. Uh, a boatload, a yeah. plane load. You had to be prepared for that. So that's what we coach. And um, so the good and the bad and the ugly, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Well, Matt, uh, I can't thank you enough. This has been fun, Dan. Anytime. Uh, I love this. We, we will put in our notes of how people, if they're not subscribed to Flatwater Free Press, uh, how they can read your great work uh, on a daily and weekly basis. Yeah, we can also just say it. They can go to flatwaterfreepress.org, hit subscribe, and it's free. They'll get it every week. And it's free, and you distribute that news to anyone, any other news organization. Every newspaper, every radio station, TV station, occasionally these things go national. It's just, uh, I mean, it's really humbling how much this thing has taken off. Well, I couldn't be more pleased to, to be a fan. So let me thank the rest of our sponsors and staff. Right Eye Digital, Christian Anderson is our executive producer. Mad Al Films, Grant Parsons is our senior producer. Kim Remington, operations manager at Parsons Public Relations. Uh, and our sponsor, Parsons Public Relations, Inc., the leading Nebraska public relations consultant. And our guest, Matt Wynn, Flatwater Free Press. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, Kicks. It's fun. You bet.